Hey everyone, it's Jamie, and today, for this episode, after the long-awaited return, at least I like to assume it was a long-awaited return, is about a prominent figure in many different locations or stories that you hear that involve the sightings or seeing of spirits or paranormal, and that is the White Lady. If you have never heard a story from somebody who claims to have had a paranormal experience or they've ran into a ghost, they've seen an apparition, and it did not involve the lady in white, I am absolutely surprised because she is one of the most common spirits that are seen in so many different locations, so many different areas. She is globally known as the White Lady or the Lady in White. And her story is absolutely heartbreaking. This is not one in particular. I'm just going to try to paint you a picture. Imagine yourself a loving, devoted woman and you have a husband or a fiance who has just gone off to war and they die and you tragically hear this news and you're so besought with grief, you're overcome with it, that you've either died because you're broken hearted and alone and you've just let yourself go to perish to meet the same fate that that person you love so deeply did. Or you have a husband or a fiance and they betray you. They betray you in such a way that you're you're not only humiliated, you just feel that the best outcome for all of this is your death. They've cheated on you and betrayed you in and I shouldn't just say they cheated on you. They could have cheated on you. They could have completely lied to you, your entire relationship, and been a whole different person than you ever knew or you ever thought them possible of being. Somebody so horrible and so absolutely different than the person that you loved with your entire being that you have died of that grief mourning somebody who wasn't actually there to begin with or worse you were murdered maybe not even by somebody that you loved and cared for so deeply maybe just by a stranger who unfortunately took your life Or the most heartbreaking, at least the most heartbreaking to me, the loss of your child. 
that you've lost a child while you were trying to give them life, giving birth to them. Or you've been with them, you know them, you've watched them grow, and they die at a young age. That tragedy, that loss that's involved with this spirit, I think on some level, a lot of us can identify and and can recognize and sympathize with, empathize with. That's a better word to use, empathize. Those are a lot. I shouldn't even say those are a lot. Those are that common thread that holds the sightings of the white lady together. Those are the ones that usually, when you hear about somebody explaining their paranormal experience, I heard about, I went to this place, and when I was there, I took a picture, and look at this picture. It looks like a lady in a white gown, or it looks like a, a lady, but she's a white mist. And then I found out that this woman lived there, and she had three children that all died during childbirth, and she was so sad with this loss that, and heartbroken that she couldn't have a baby that would live and died on her own. I mean, that, that to me is terrible. And there's another, there's another piece to that in the, in the, the tell, the tale of the white lady. Suicide. She not only could have been murdered or betrayed by a loved one or lost a child, she could have been so distraught and heartbroken and sad and thought that that was the only way that things would get better and she has killed herself or even an accidental death a lady standing on the balcony of a hotel who just happens to trip and falls to her death but her spirit can't leave that place There's so many different reasons that we see or we hear about a white lady when it comes to paranormal and hauntings, locations, or otherwise. But they all seem to share this common and familiar theme, which is tragedy. They're very tragic ways to die or ways to feel if you will I mean maybe that's the best way because and maybe it's because I I am a sensitive person and I am an emotional person but maybe I've never loved deeply enough I feel that I have but maybe I haven't when it comes to a a spouse or a significant other that I would let myself go to the point of death and, and die just from grieving them so much 
It's something that I do think about when I hear these stories. And I hear that that is the reason why. That they've lost their loved one. They've lost that person in their life. And they they were so broken hearted and grieving so deeply that they just die. And I know that that might sound strange. I know I have a Q&A session like on here that I answered some questions that I was sent. You wouldn't think that I would be so unfamiliar with that sense. I mean, my dad has been dead for almost 35 years and I still long for the day that I get to see him and and I still wish that he was here and it does absolutely break my heart that I've never got to grow up with him I he was you know I was I was almost three when he died but maybe it's because I was very very fortunate to have a dad in my life yes he was my stepdad at that time but I still loved him and he still raised me. He's still my dad. And I have another dad also. I mean, I have, I have two dads, you know, my, my, my little sister's dad is, I asked him to adopt me. He did. So he's my dad. And then I also have another dad and I've never called him my stepdad. I mean, I have, I guess, maybe in terms of trying to explain things, but I don't feel like, I don't like that word and I don't like the title of step. So he's just my other dad. And I'm very fortunate to have both of them in my life. I'm very fortunate to have two dads who love, who love me unconditionally as if I was their own. So maybe that's why I don't quite understand or I can't quite grasp how you can love somebody so deeply that the thought of losing them would make you so heartbroken that you just give up living your own life. You don't try to move on and you just grieve so hard and so deeply that eventually you die, which is a common theme with the white lady. I will say, however, it'd probably be a different story if it was my mom, especially because, I know, nerd alert, she is like my best friend. I love my mom. I have a great mom. We talk and we've always talked with absolute respect and, and openness with each other. And she is, she is my best friend. I, I cannot deny that. So maybe that's where I don't feel exa- exactly it because I still have that parental connection. And then I also think maybe there's something wrong with me because I haven't felt that deep of a connection or a love with people that I can't understand that aspect of it until I hear about the people who have seen these white ladies who have lost children, then I know 100% exactly what they're feeling. I could not even imagine something happening to one of my kids. The thought of it brings me a lot of anxiety. I am filled with emotion and it just, 
it it absolutely stresses me out. It really does. So that's when I think, wait, no, you get it. Because some of these women have died because of that loss. And that's how these apparitions have come about. That's how these sightings have come about. And so I guess I can understand it in that way. And I guess I could understand it in some of the other ways too. You know, in in all of these other tragedies that these women have met, I do understand on some level. A part of me feels, I guess unfortunate would be a a good word other uh, to use because other than the loss of a child, that tragic loss, either during childbirth or during their life, other than the child aspect, the loss of one of your children, I know that I care deeply for my kids. They're my my priority. They're they're my life. I love them. So. <laughs> when you transfer that to your significant other, your spouse, your fiance, there are a lot of people and and I think about it and there were times I feel that I felt that way about my husband. But I also realize when I do think back about those times, it wasn't that the kids weren't around because the kids were around. Uh, It's just when they weren't present at the moment if that makes sense. At that moment, they weren't present. So I didn't feel that all of my attention and my love needed to be with them. I could put that on him also. So I I don't think that it's a completely unreasonable thing. I just think it's so heartbreaking to know that you can love somebody so much that you could die over their loss. I will say, does not surprise me about the betrayal that we see or hear a lot of these stories about the lady in white when it comes to they've been betrayed by somebody that they love. They've been betrayed by like the husband or the fiance uh, that that really and I've even read somewhere and I cannot remember. I, I'm so sorry, you guys. I can't remember where I read it, but I also read somewhere that uh It could have been a family member also that betrayed them in the sense of murder. Betrayed them and then murdered them. I think uh, the way I read it, and I didn't write it down. Of course I didn't write down where I read that. But the way I read it, the way I took it, is that the lady in white is seen in some places because she was betrayed by a fiancé or a husband or spouse let's but let's be honest a lot of the time that you see the lady in whites it was a husband however modern times we may have modern ghosts that might be changing so their significant other betrayed them in some way and they just grieved so much over it and they were so heartbroken over it and they eventually died and that is how we they've come back as the spirit of the white lady who's been betrayed and whether or not she is a malicious spirit is i guess debatable because some people i think would say she's just so distraught and she's just so heartbroken and this is how she you know makes her her presence known as a spirit 
And some of the things that she does could, I guess, be considered malicious. There are some people who feel be like they're being hit or they're being scratched or they feel like a push. Like, as far as a spirit goes, if you're doing that to a, a living human being, I would think that that would be a, a bit malicious. And But it's usually attention that's focused on males also. Not really females, but males. Unless they were betrayed by the person who cheated with them on a, like, let's say they cheated with another woman. Then sometimes women will get the brunt of that malicious treatment from the, the lady in white. But on the whole, I guess I've never really heard of the lady in whites being these malicious spirits, these mean spirits, people who want to cause pain or inflict pain. There's, I think that there's been a couple of ghost adventure episodes that I've seen that have claimed that uh, with certain, I guess, white lady apparitions. But when you hear their stories, I think the reason why is kind of, I don't know that they could technically be considered a lady in white, but because they're seen in white as an apparition, that's why they get that name. But, you know, I digress. Anyway, uh, (laughs) there are so many wonderful topics about these spirits and these apparitions that uh, they're fascinating to me. They're absolutely fascinating. But I do want to keep this going and I do want to move on. And while this wasn't necessarily, I guess, the super scary part... And I don't mean to scare anyone, but let's be honest. We all come here to maybe hear a little bit of a chilling aspect, right? Okay. So, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about some of the white ladies that are seen around the globe. I mean, the white lady is a global apparition. Global apparition, you guys. I'm not even joking when I say that. I mean all over the place. There are so many different countries and regions that have their own version of a lady in white or the white lady. And her, it's just absolutely fascinating to me. And if you are really intrigued by it too, I, I highly suggest and and really encourage you go check this out research it find out some of these stories hear some more about them they're awesome so let's do let's do a little bit of that i was not kidding when i said that the white lady is a globally known legend or spirit or apparition. A lot of different places have their own stories about her. They have their own thoughts. They have their own legends. There's a place in Canada near um, Quebec that there was a lady who fiance went off to fight the British in a war and he died and she threw herself from the top of the falls where this young couple used to meet. And there's a waterfall near the vicinity of where she allegedly did this. 
that's named White Lady Waterfall. And not only that, she threw herself from the top of these falls in the wedding dress that she had made. So that kind of gives you a lot of the sense of not all the time is it necessarily a lady who's like a white mist or you see them as a white person. It's a lady in white. And I felt like that was definitely something that was uh, good detail to throw in there because I think a lot of times people think that that's all that that it's about but it it really is not it isn't and I just want to throw out here a lot of these legends that I found from all of these different global stories of the white lady and how many there are and it shocked me how many different places there are that have their own legends and stories of the white lady are all from a wikipedia page all you have to do is just search wikipedia for the white lady or lady in white and you will find this page you will find all of these different legends and some of them i'm not touching on all of them but some of them are absolutely just it's interesting it is definitely interesting to read there's even one in hungary that says and i'm going to read it just directly from this page and in the from the wikipedia page in hungarian mythology a white lady was the ghost of a girl or a young woman that died violently usually a young woman who committed suicide were murdered or died while in prison the ghost is usually bound to a specific location and is often often identified as a specific person and that is something that i do feel comes over into the U.S. and that comes over into the United States as far as a lot of our white lady sighting. You can usually, when you hear the story, you usually have a name. The, The person is known. Oh, there was this lady named Elizabeth whatever and this happened and this is how she died and now we see her apparition. We see her spirit or she talks to us or this or that she lets them know that she's there and they still see her and they still see her in whatever state of tragedy that she was in before she died and they feel those emotions she felt before she died that to me I thought was really interesting because that's what I'm familiar with when when I hear about the white lady there are many many oh my god so many I don't even think we could really count how many white lady sightings in the United States there are and I shouldn't even say sightings I should say stories or uh, tells of when people have had their run-ins with the white lady with these apparitions another one and this might come as a surprise to you guys because let's be honest I've watched The Ring. I have watched a lot of different... uh, I I mean, I've seen parts of The Grudge. I'm going to be honest. A lot of Asian horror movies or stories that are made, you know, into movies and whatnot, they're they're very scary. They are scary. And they're scary in the sense of, oh my gosh, that's terrible. I wouldn't want to see that. I wouldn't want to experience. 
means that. Japan has their own white lady. So uh, and, uh, one of the things that says in Japanese um, folklore, frequently depicted as women with long black hair and white dresses. And this is due to the spirits commonly appearing in the conditions they died. And in Japanese culture, people are buried in white kimonos. So that for me just made it, it, it made a lot of sense. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I totally see why, why Japan has their own white lady, you know, their own white lady sightings. It just, when you see the differences between the cultures and, and there are a lot of differences between all of these different areas versus United States, you know, versus Japan, versus Hungary, Germany, Brazil, Czech Republic, Ireland. There's so many differences, but one thing is in common, and usually they have a white lady haunting. Yeah. (laughs) Just blows my mind. So one of them also that's on the Wikipedia page that I want to, I want to read this to you. It's from Malta. The White Lady is the name of a female ghost that lives in a palace in a small forest of Malta. Legend has it, many years ago, the niece of the Grand Master was engaged to be married to a suitor, and she did not love him. Her father told her that she must always do as her fiancé said. The wedding day was soon upcoming. But just before the ceremony, she committed suicide by jumping off a balcony. She was wearing her wedding gown when she died. This is why she is still known to this day as the White Lady. It is says that she haunts this palace, and many people who attend the August Moon Ball confirm that the apparition does appear in the palace. And according to another Maltese legend, the white lady was killed by her lover and being forced to marry another man. Many have claimed to see this spirit always after 8 o'clock in the evening, and she usually appears to children under the age of 8 years old, heartbroken teenage boys, and elderly men. While she tells the children goodnight and bids them to return home, she advises the teenagers to find another or to join her and become a part of her shadow, her ghostly followers. She also attempts to lure the elderly men into her shadow. Now, this is in a different region of Malta. Uh, I shouldn't say region, different area. I don't know why I said region. This is in a different area of Malta. And I mean, that one to me is, I mean, she's kind of that one. The one that I just read, she's kind of scary. I wouldn't want to run into her. Kind of glad that I'm not a little kid, an elderly man, or a teenage boy. (laughs) Just saying. Uh, 
There is another one I want to read to you guys here <clears throat> from the Netherlands. Uh, I want to read a part of this to you. There's a couple of different ones from the Netherlands, uh, different stories. Uh, the one that I want to read to you, though, is in the 17th century, the site, this, this site, this forest, uh, this forest slash farm was burned. Okay. And it was burned down, killing the daughter of Lord Lambert Reynard. This historical event has spawned a few variations on the White Lady ghost story, based around the death of the woman who burned with the castle farm. The most common versions of the tale involve the woman having two fighting lovers, or of the site being burned on her wedding day by a jealous nobleman. However, all versions claim that she now wanders the forest like a ghost in a long white dress. Some saying she only appears at midnight, and others saying she only appears on nights of the full moon. The site of the formal, former castle farm is referred to uh, as Lamindam. I hope I pronounced that correctly. After the ghost who supposedly haunts the area. And this is a Dutch term, or a, a, the term is a Dutch ad adaptation of the French term, uh, La Madame Blanc. It is now protected as a cultural historical site. How crazy is that? That a ghost sighting, like a, an area where people claim to see a ghost, an apparition of a woman who died of a tragic event, is now a historical site. I mean, it's not necessarily crazy. It's kind of cool to me because, I mean, it's paranormal and it's being involved in something. So, uh, there's, there's, there are so, so many of these different stories. Uh, like the one in Russia about a woman who, uh, a young lady, who she didn't want to marry. And she kept running away from her husband, who treated her disrespectfully and locked her in a black yurt instead of a traditional white one. Uh, she hung herself. In the, in the barn after singing and dancing at someone else's wedding for eight days and eight nights feeling unwanted and unloved and after her death she became a spirit and she joined other spirits who haunt fiancés on their wedding day bewitching them with their beauty and dragging them into the netherworld I mean I'm sorry, but that's a cooler story than cold feet, which we have in the United States. I mean, oh, <laughs> I don't know where he went. My fiance took off. Well, he probably followed the ghost. Uh, uh, you know, it's kind of, it's a neat story. <laughs> I mean, there's so, so many different ones, you guys. I definitely suggest going and checking them out. Uh, there, I mean, alone, let alone United Kingdom, England. It, it starts out, 13 tales within England also suggest that the white lady may be a victim of murder or suicide who died before she could tell anyone uh, the location of some hidden treasure. So, I mean, 
there's so many different aspects to these white lady sightings and stories. However, there's a lot of them that are similar. Loss of a child or, you know, fiance betrayal. It's just crazy. Um, And we do have quite a few of them in the United States also. In fact, I'll give you a couple of them. Uh, from the United States there I mean on this page there's so so many of them I'm I'm actually scrolling through it I didn't take any notes like I normally do and I didn't write anything out like I normally do when I started doing this one so I'm kind of going through it Uh, but one of them that I actually hear a lot is a, a person on a highway you know or a lady on the road and The sightings, and this is actually called the sightings of Resurrection Mary in Chicago, Illinois, and are also of both the white lady and the vanishing hitchhiker type legends. So in Chicago, you may see a white lady along the road, or you might think it's a hitchhiker, that they're tying that in together, that they believe it's a white lady spirit that's looking for a ride home that something tragic happened to her along the road in Chicago so oh another one I I do have to read you this one Uh, (coughs) excuse me about Louisiana those southern for me they're southern (laughs) the southern ghost I tell you they all got a story some of them are very interesting so this one is from Madisonville, Louisiana. There's a legend about a woman called the Silk Lady. Her ghost is said to haunt the Palmetto Flats by Highway 22. Or Palmetto. Palmetto Flats. I'm reading this off of Wikipedia, you guys. I'm reading this. And I just read it without actually trying to pronounce it. So, Anyway, the story goes that... Back in the mid-1800s, a woman was riding back from town after seeing her lover off. She was riding down an old logging trail when a snake spooked her horse. She fell, hit her head, and died as a result of her injury. Several people have reported her as a woman dressed in a wispy, silky dress and that her feet don't touch the ground. When she sees someone, she is said to be cradled or she said, I'm sorry, she is said to cackle like a banshee. How scary would that be? Like, you'd just be walking along someday in Louisiana, and all of a sudden there's this lady whose feet aren't touching the ground, and she starts screaming at you like a a banshee. I, I don't, like, that's crazy. There's so many. There are. And I know I've I've already said it, but there's a lot of them. Uh, I'm trying to find... Oh, here it is. Okay, so in Dallas, Texas. Again, you guys, reading this from the Wikipedia page. In Dallas, Texas, at White Rock Lake Park, it is reported that the ghost of a 20-year-old looking girl a 20-year-old looking girl known as the Lady of White Rock Lake described as wearing a water-soaked 1930s evening dress 
who usually appears at night along the roadside of East Lawther Drive. Witnesses claim the phantom asked to be taken to her home on Gaston Avenue in Dallas before disappearing in the car during the ride, leaving behind a waterlogged car seat. Legend claims the woman to be a drowning victim from a boating accident in the 1930s. Reports of the ghostly encounter were published in the Dallas area newspapers in the 1960s. So white ladies have been everywhere, everywhere, and they've been here for so, so many years. They've even had an impact, like an impact on, on like culture and our, our pop culture, if you will, different TV shows and movies that will include or base their story around these female spirits who have died in such tragic, horrific ways and whose spirits and their souls are, you know, at unrest. And, you know, there's a lot of different, a lot of different uh, stories and, and apparitions and folklore that come off of that, you know, that are also related to the white lady. They may be something else. There's usually a color or a common theme of tragedy in their story, but they're called something else because of, I guess, something that was, that was familiar in in that uh, story. Like Pinky Pinky. I actually clicked on that. There's, there's also like, you know, oh, related, you know, kind of see this pinky pinky is like an African uh, spirit apparition of a female who's usually seen wearing high heeled shoes and she has a couple of different names Uh, Madame Koi Koi Uh, there's there's a lot of Bloody Mary believe it or not the folklore of Bloody Mary is actually related to the white lady legend, to the white lady apparitions and spirits and ghosts. I didn't realize that there was any sort of connection, but apparently there is. Somebody has found some kind of connection or the lady in red. Uh, there's, there's so many different ones, you guys. I definitely... I would definitely, if you have not looked into this, go to that Wikipedia page because it is awesome. It tells you a lot. You can read a lot of the different places and their theories or their, I shouldn't say theories, their legends on the white lady and the lady in white from, from those areas and what the story is based off of. There are some good ones. One of the things that I think we can all agree on when we hear the story from anyone of seeing this ghostly figure, this apparition of a woman in white, or that they saw this white mist, or they captured a white mist in their photo, and they heard the story of this tragic event that a woman in 
the area or of that in that home experienced more than it is chilling it's heartbreaking to have been through such an event such a tragic event that it hurt you so much that it that it pained you so much that you literally grieved to death or that you literally thought that there was nothing else better coming your way or for you that you took your own life that I think we can all agree is absolutely heartbreaking I've read some different things online and I actually read from somebody posing their question on reddit about you know are the lady in white or the white lady you know sightings are they actually spirits of people or are they demons presenting themselves to us in this way I believe with the the similarities between these stories that we hear they're definitely they were definitely human beings they were definitely living people who had a soul and have you know have have died and their spirit is left here to still continue to feel that pain and that anguish that they felt in their life which resulted in their death that seems heartbreaking that seems heartbreaking to me and I shouldn't even say seems it doesn't seem heartbreaking it is heartbreaking to me maybe not to others but to me it is one thing is for sure they are the most frequent and most common talked about and cited apparitions when it comes to the paranormal world there are so many different locations that people go to and they either catch this, these apparitions on camera they, they happen to take a picture at the right time and they can see this, this spirit forming or that has formed and they catch it for all of us to see and debate and to critique and to deny or accept you know that's I think that's what I like about the paranormal the most is that there's a lot of room for debate. There's a lot of room for skepticism. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. I just miss trying to make up words. There's enough room to have skeptics and to have believers and to have both of them feel a certain way about something that that's the the best part to me about this the the paranormal the unexplained we maybe can't explain it completely i would love to explain all of these things 100% i absolutely love when there's research saying we believe this is why people 
see these things or feel these things or experience these things. I absolutely love that. They put time and effort and money into this research that says, oh, we've figured it out because it's a guaranteed answer. And sure, some people still debate it and some people don't necessarily believe it or take it as 100% fact. And I think that's fine to always question, to always look into things and go, is that really though? I mean, isn't there a possibility that that could be wrong? Who knows? Maybe there is. Their research research says that it's not, but maybe somebody else's research opens up a different view and says, actually, it's not 100% correct. I don't know. That's, that's why I love it. There are so many different aspects of the paranormal too that for me, I do find extremely scary and that I find very discomforting. You know, I like, I don't, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with them. I'm not comfortable with them. So I try to find research that says we believe that people who experience this or feel this, this could be why they're doing it. They, they don't know for sure. They can't 100% say like, oh yeah, absolutely. This is why they feel it, but they're still trying. And I like that. I really like that. I, I like that people are trying to find answers to this. And I've always liked to think of myself as a, as a skeptic when it comes to paranormal, when it comes to different pictures or EVPs or whatever evidence it may be that says, oh, hey, yeah, look at this. This is clear proof that we're in contact with the spirit world. I've always liked to think of myself as a skeptic in that sense. There are some times that I see videos or pictures or I hear things that I think, you know, I still think that could be easily explained. I don't think that that's necessarily paranormal. I feel like certain cases I'm still skeptical, but most of the time... I believe I, I like to be a believer and I think the reason that I like to believe in the paranormal is because it helps me I think I think it helps me in the sense of death isn't actually final when you when you pass away you may be able to stay here you may be able to continue to be with your loved ones. No, they can't see you. They can't really hear you. Maybe you can give them signs or do something from time to time. But for the most part, you're going to be that memory to them. But maybe when they start thinking of you, it's because you're there with them. And they sense you. They feel you. They just don't know that you're there. They think, oh, well, you're dead. They're dead. So they're not actually here. But maybe you are. Like that to me is the intriguing part of paranormal in the afterlife is that this life doesn't seem so pointless and death doesn't seem so final anymore. 
that we can still search for answers and we can still talk to those that we love and that we care for or those that we've heard of and we can empathize or sympathize with like the lady in white you go to a place that has had these known sightings of this apparition called the white lady and you walk into a room and all of a sudden you just feel sadness but knowing that she's there and knowing that there's more than likely a tragic reason behind her death to be able to then accept that feeling that you, that you have at that moment and say that must be her that must be what she's feeling right now that must have been what she was feeling and to say to her to an empty room that you're not looking at anyone and say I understand how you felt I I know how hard this must be for you and I, I, I'm going to share your story. Maybe it makes me sound crazy. I know to some people it probably does make me sound crazy. But I like thinking that there's more. And that there's more out there. More that we don't even know. That we can't even fathom. That maybe, just maybe... Some people shut that part of their brain down and they don't accept it and they don't believe in it because it's like their mind knows they couldn't handle it. But then there's some people who enjoy it and who are interested and intrigued by it and want to find out more and want that proof and want that evidence that, no, you guys, see, there are still spirits. They're still here. It's not a final thing in our lives anymore and maybe and I I I shouldn't even say maybe I know that that's why I'm so intrigued by things that are paranormal and unexplained and mostly spirits I I do believe it has a lot to do with my dad I really do another part of me is just because it's something that is so unaccepted And maybe that's not the right word, but if you've grown up in a very Christian family or a very religious family, a lot of that and a lot of the views of the paranormal world are not accepted. That it is, it is uh, life, it is birth, life and death. Uh, Like that is, that's it. That's what it is. And when, when you've reached that stage, that final stage of death, you either go to heaven or hell or I feel really bad for not knowing some of the, you know, you go to an afterlife, let's put it that way, but you're no longer interacting with the living world. You are no longer here on this, this plane in, in reality, you're on a different plane and a different realm. I don't necessarily believe that. And I think that when there are these experiences, experiences that you've had or if you've ever had one or maybe you haven't maybe you're waiting for one or maybe you're just curious of do people actually have these or is everybody lying (laughs) it's just absolutely amazing to me how many different people can 
can feel different things and experience different things and share the stories and accept the other stories as, oh, wow, that's, that's an amazing bit of evidence that there isn't a finality, you know, that there, there is something more to me. That's, that's impressive and exciting and fun. And I enjoy thinking of things that way. And I do think that it helps me come to terms with my own mortality and hopefully thinking of it in, in that kind of sense. Well, if you have issues or, or, or thoughts of your own, maybe that's a way to think of it is that look at all of these supposed paranormal sightings and experiences and the different evidence they have. Maybe I, it's not final. Maybe I can change my mind about it. That to me is, is something fun. It's just the way I like to think of it. So, With that being said, I am going to end this episode. I know it was a little different than the last and maybe not as chilling as, as some of the others. Uh, but I hope that it brought up some good questions maybe and things to think about and it, it, it's a little different setup with this one I promise some of the other one the other episodes the new ones that are coming will be better uh, this one was one that I just I really felt compelled I actually had a different episode ready to give you for the first one but I just felt really really compelled to get this one out because it was just something that was weighing on my mind and I didn't spend as much time looking into it and researching it as maybe I should have so I could have given you guys some more details I promise so that will get better I hope that you still like the episode and hopefully you enjoy the next ones to come. And I can thank you all for your patience, for waiting for so long for some new episodes. I know it's been a long time, but here is the first one of hopefully some more good ones. So we're, we're going to have a good time, you guys. Thank you all for listening. And do not forget to head over to Anchor. I... I'm sorry. <laughs> Anchor.fm slash Pump in the Night with Jamie. Or head over to Facebook to the Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com slash Pump in the Night with Jamie. That is the fan page. Uh, Bump in the Night with Jamie podcast, by the way. That is the fan page over there. Uh, if you go to the Anchor site, you can leave a voice message. You can say hi. You can share a quick little story about your own paranormal experience, or you can maybe leave a message about a topic you would like to discuss or have us discuss on here. You might even be featured on one of the other episodes on one of the next episodes. Who knows? Might happen, you guys. So head over there. And if you don't want to be featured on it or you don't want your information to be shared, that is completely fine. Just make sure that you let me know that and I won't share your name or anything else that you do not want shared with the rest of our listeners. But before I go on too much, you know, I'm going to let you guys have a good night. Good day. Have some happy hauntings and don't be afraid either 
to leave an email address if you'd like an email so you can share a story with us that we can maybe share on one of the next upcoming podcasts. It's always a fun thing. Not joking. All right, you guys. I got to end this. (laughs) Until next time, happy haunting.